Hello and welcome to 30 minutes of life transforming encounters. I hope the next 30 minutes is going to be very impacting for you and make a difference to your situation and to your life in some way as a whole. My name is Michael Collins from Chennai in India and I'm so glad to be able to come to you through this short 30 minute YouTube video. Over the next 30 minutes you're going to hear a story, you're going to hear my story and I believe that through all of this some of your deep questions that you're asking might begin to get answered so welcome and jump aboard and enjoy the next 29 minutes you know we're living in very turbulent times right now it isn't only because of the virus which has affected almost every human being and infected quite a lot of people as well but there are so many other things happening around the globe like national conflicts natural disasters so many things causing so much of loss causing grief causing depression and so many other issues that sometimes it begins to make us ask questions about life the purpose behind all these things our own identity and deeper questions that we never perhaps thought about earlier what about death what about life after death why suffering all these questions are being asked and sometimes there are no answers but the good news is i want to tell you that there are answers to all of our questions you're going to see today in our story how a man discovered who he was and why he was two very important questions that every human being needs to ask and answer before we begin may we pray a father in heaven i pray that you would bless this time together I pray that you would speak to us in ways that are personal. You know each one of us deep down our circumstances, our issues, our troubles, and I thank you that you love us and are able to make a difference, Lord. So we commit this time into your hands in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me begin by telling you a story, a true story that happened when Jesus walked the earth over 2000 years ago in the land of Israel. This story is found in the Bible in the book of Mark chapter 5 verses 1 to 20. A particular day when Jesus and his 12 disciples went across the sea of Galilee, in fact, it was a stormy sea and he had to actually calm that storm during his journey to the place called the Gadarenes. When he got to this place called the Gadarenes, he had a very strange encounter. When he got there, a man came running to him let me tell you something about this man he was naked and he was bleeding all over the reason was he would cut himself with stones you might wonder why is a person naked and bleeding the reason was that this man was possessed with evil spirits demons were inside of him many demons so when he saw jesus and his disciples from afar he ran toward jesus and he worshiped him yes he worshiped jesus now you wonder why would one man worship another man let's go on in our story we'll discover why something more about this man is that he he spent all of his time just wandering in the graveyard which was near the shore he lived among the tombs he would walk around in the hills screaming and shouting and cutting himself with stones nobody could control this man he was a very powerful person 
In fact, there were times people chained him up, but he would break the chains. They bound him with fetters, but he would break those fetters as well. And this man had no purpose in life. There was no reason why he was living, according to him. And to this particular man, Jesus comes. And this man comes to Jesus and the first thing he does is he worships him. And then he says something to Jesus. In fact, it's not him speaking, it's the demons from within him speaking through him. And then with a loud voice, this man says, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Look at that question. It isn't really the man asking. It's the demons within the man asking that question. What have I to do with you? They recognized Jesus for who he was. They knew his name. They knew that he was God's son. And they're asking him, what have I to do with you? Meaning, why have you come to us? And then the man goes on to say, I implore you by God, do not torment me. Now this man is being tormented by the evil spirits. He's hurting badly. He's bleeding. And maybe he doesn't even feel it. But now he says to Jesus, or the demons through him say, don't torment me. Because the demons know that Jesus, being the Son of God, is far more powerful than they. Jesus had already said to the demons, come out of him. And then Jesus asks the man a question for which he knew the answer. You know, Jesus knows everything about every one of us because he's God. But yet he asked him the question because he wanted that man to respond the way he did. Jesus knew the answer to that question, but still he asked the question, what is your name? Because he knew what the man is going to say. And his response gives us an indication of why the man behaved the way he behaved. When he asks the man, what is your name? He doesn't tell him his name. If you ask me, what's your name? I would say, my name is Michael. But he said, my name is Legion. And he goes on to say, for we are many. Notice that now, who's speaking? First he says, my name is Legion, for we are many. So the demons inside the man are saying, for we are many. Now, just to tell you, a legion was a regiment in the Roman army that had about between 3,000 to 6,000 soldiers. So when he's saying, my name is Legion, he's basically saying, there are many, many demons inside of him. For we are many. Let me tell you something more about the scene. On that hillside was a large herd of swine feeding. There were 2,000 pigs feeding there. So these were not stray pigs. They were owned by somebody and there were men looking after them. So the demons have a request to Jesus now. The demons know that when Jesus comes to a demon-possessed person, he delivers that person of the demons. So they ask him, when you send us out, don't send us out of the country. They don't want to leave that place for some reason. So all the demons begged Jesus that he would send them into the pigs. Now, keep in mind, Jesus knows what's going to happen. He knows if the demons enter the pigs, they're going to run down that steep slope and drown in the sea and someone is going to lose a lot of money. Let's imagine that each pig cost about 5,000 rupees. If there were 2,000 pigs, if there were 2,000 pigs, let's calculate, 5,000 into 2,000 is 10 million rupees or 1 crore. Now, 
Jesus knew if the demons enter the pigs, this man is going to be free, but somebody is going to lose 10 million rupees. And I don't know what you and I would have decided if we had the ability to do that and the choice to do that. You know, in today's world, we have a way of uh, estimating a person's net worth. You say so-and-so is worth so many billion dollars or so many million dollars based on their assets and stuff like that. But this man, naked, homeless, bleeding, purposeless, meaningless life that he's living, how much would he be worth? In your eyes and my eyes, how much would a man like that be worth? But in Jesus' eyes, he was worth more than all the money in the world. That's how much you and I are worth in God's eyes because God created us in his image. And Jesus, without hesitation, gives permission to those demons to enter the pigs. And exactly what he knew was going to happen, happened. Those pigs ran down the steep slope into the sea and they drowned. And suddenly, those pig herders had no work. They went into the town, told everybody what happened, and the whole town came out to see what exactly had happened there that day. When they got there, they find Jesus and his disciples and that man seated, clothed, and in his right mind. They must have been astonished. For all these months or years, we don't know how long, they've been trying to tame or control that man, but they could not. He would break the chains, he would break the fetters that they bound him with. But here is a man without binding him, without doing anything, has controlled him. Who is this powerful man must have been their question. And you would imagine they would look at that man and be happy and say, wow, at least somebody has done something to give that man his life back again. But instead of being appreciative and thankful to Jesus, they actually ask him to leave. They could easily have said, Lord, come into our town. There are many more people like this. You can help them. But they say, please leave. And Jesus, without an argument, turns and gets back into the boat to depart. And as he's departing, the man who was delivered of the demons, he comes to Jesus and he begs him. He says, can I come with you? Now, Jesus could easily have said, okay, join me. But he said, no. Notice one thing, the same man spoke when the demons spoke through him and begged that the demons would go into the pigs and Jesus said yes, he gave permission. Now this man, without the demons, is asking Jesus, can I come with you? And Jesus doesn't say yes, he says no. But what more did Jesus say? He said, go back to your home and your friends and tell them the great things that the Lord has done for you. Listen to that carefully. This man had a home. This man had friends. Perhaps they had all deserted him when this situation came about in his life. He says, go back to your home and friends and tell them all the things that who has done for you? He didn't say that I have done for you, that the Lord has done for you. So what was Jesus saying? In no uncertain terms, he was saying he was the Lord. Jesus was fully God and he was fully man. That's why he could calm a storm. That's why he could raise the dead. He could heal the sick. He could cast out demons. 
he could do the miraculous things he did because he was god in flesh and blood and this man willingly and obediently went and not only told his family and friends what jesus had done for him he went and told it says decapolis deca means 10 polis means city he went to 10 cities and told everybody the great things that jesus the lord had done for him and it says that everyone marveled what an amazing transformation a man who had no sense of identity he didn't know who he was when asked his name he said i'm legion he didn't even know his name at that point of time he had no purpose in life he had no meaning in life he was living waiting to die what a sad life he was hurting himself all the power that he had was not helping him in any way it was only destroying him people were scared of him he was alone he had no friends no family nearby no possessions no clothes what a sad life but jesus comes in and transforms that life instantly now this man has a new identity he is a child of god through faith in jesus we can become children of god this man has a new identity he has a new sense of self worth he must have been amazed that jesus would make a decision like that to allow 2000 pigs to die to the tune of 10 million rupees just to save him because to god all the money in the world is nothing compared to your life and mine that's how much he values us that's how much he loves us he's got a new sense of self worth a new purpose to live what an amazing purpose to go and tell everybody what god has done in your life i'm a new man and here's why i'm a new man jesus changed me god touched me god transformed my life what an amazing purpose he's got meaning he has no fear anymore and that's what god can do in a life he can do it in your life just like he did in that man's life but you might say well i don't have demons in my life yes we may not have demons in our lives but we have something else in our life and that's called sin because of sin we tend to do all the things we don't want to do because of sin we don't do the things the good things we want to do it's like we have a virus inside of us the real virus called sin that makes us enslaved to certain habits habits of thought of desires of words of deeds things that we don't want to do but god can transform our lives let me tell you my story very briefly before we move on i grew up in a family that was broken my mom and dad split when i was about 6 years of age and from the age of 12 till 23 as a family we moved about across the country across india for no real reason except one with the hope that life would change when i talk about my family i mean my mom my three brothers and myself and every time we moved from one state to another state one city to another city or town we thought life would become better but it only became worse our possessions got less our houses got smaller our friends got less our purpose for living got less things became so difficult for us that eventually we were merely living hand to mouth struggling to survive over those 11 years we've done hitchhiking across thousands of kilometers we've traveled on cycle traveled on foot 
stayed on railway station platforms, stayed in open fields in the nights. We've done all sorts of things just to stay alive, hoping for the better life and nothing happened. There came a time in 1993 when I experienced the most difficult three months of my life, when my mother, two brothers and myself traveled more than 1,500 kilometers by cycle and by foot. Just moving for no real reason. And at the end of those three months, when we thought maybe life will change now, we'll get back to Hyderabad, get back our jobs and live life again, my mother passed away. At that point of time, we had no money, no house, no friends, no belongings. We were skin and bone. Our life was a total mess. That's when God transformed my life. In 1993, it's as if the Lord picked us up in his arms and he began to display his love to us. Till then, I did not understand that God loved me. I didn't think God could love me. I thought I had to earn his love. I did not know anything about God's unconditional love. That's the kind of love, my friends, God has for you. It has nothing to do with who you are, what you do, how you look, who you know, or where you live. If love is based on any of those things, it's conditional. But unconditional love is this, which has nothing to do with all of the above. You know, if our parents love us, irrespective of our performance, irrespective of our looks, irrespective of our, our possessions or our knowledge, how much more would a loving God love us? Our parents love us because we belong to them. How much more would a loving God love us because he created us in his image? Meaning that we could reflect his character, his nature of love, of joy, of peace, of forgiveness. And that's the transformation that God brought about in my life. I suddenly discovered that I am important to God. Till then I thought I was not important. I had no sense of self-worth. I had no reason to live. I had no sense of an identity. Who was I? Not having a father in the home made it very difficult. But God now became my father. And suddenly I'm confident that God loves me no matter what. I know that God is with me, that God would enable me to do all that he expected me to do in life. Suddenly I have a reason. If God can transform my life, he can transform anyone's life. And that's the reason I'm alive today. To tell you and every possible person that Jesus can transform your life no matter what your situation is. Some of the situations we go through in life, we have brought upon ourselves. I will tell you that what we went through was unnecessary. We do not need to live that way. Sometimes we bring upon ourselves unconsciously certain difficulties. But God in his grace is able and willing to transform our situations. If only we are willing to come to him and say, Lord, help us. We looked at the story of that man who was possessed with demons. We looked at my story. I want to tell you, no matter what your situation is, maybe you're not possessed with demons. Maybe you're not living on the highway like I was, traveling across the country. But you might be having your own difficulties. 
I don't know you, I don't know your name, I don't know your situations and it doesn't matter, I don't need to. But there is one person who knows you inside out, everything about you and yet he loves you. He loves you immensely, so much that he sent his son Jesus into the world to die in your place and my place when he died on the cross. Jesus came to take the penalty for the sins that we have committed. The penalty for sin was death. For all the sins we have committed, we should die. But God in his grace freed us from that penalty and his son Jesus took that penalty on our behalf. So we don't need to suffer that penalty. And the other part of that good news is Jesus rose again from the dead after three days and he is alive again. He's gone back to heaven and he is with the Father and he's going to come back soon. So because he rose again, you and I can have a new life and Jesus is willing to transform your life no matter what you're going through, my friend. He knows what you're going through. He's speaking to you right now, I believe. I want to encourage you. If you have a Bible, start reading the New Testament. If you don't, you can download the Bible. There are lots of good Bible apps that you can use. Download them and begin reading. And as you read the word, you will understand more and more what I'm saying. That God can transform your life. And you might think, well, Jesus is in heaven and I'm here. How can I live this new life even if I were to give my life to Jesus? What's going to happen? What if the same old things start to happen all over again? The good news is God will send his Holy Spirit to live inside of you to transform your life. That's what he's done. When we believe in him, he sends his Holy Spirit to live inside of us. We just looked at how the evil spirits destroy that man. But the Holy Spirit transforms our lives. He doesn't destroy, he builds us up. And I can tell you when I look back on what I was, I could be dead a long time back if not for the intervention of God in my life, my friend. So this transformation happened when I was 23. This is 28 years ago. I'm 51 now. The last 28 years have been an amazing journey of knowing this God and making him known. I got married when I was 27 to a beautiful lady whose name is Esther. We've been married for 24 years now. And we have a beautiful daughter called Susie. God has blessed us immensely. He loves us. He's given us a reason to live. And I want to say that's the same God who can transform your situation, no matter what your situation is. Right now, I just want to play a song which was sung by my wife and me. I composed this song 23 years ago, and I hope this song is a blessing. your name Lord Jesus for you reached down from on high and took hold of me you drew me out of life's deepest waters 
You preserved and kept my life so faithfully So I'm gonna love you And I'm gonna serve you And I'm gonna sing your praise Every day I live And I'm gonna tell the world That you're the one it needs I'm gonna love I'm gonna serve I'm gonna give You rescued me from the ones who were too strong for me Who met me in the day that I was weak You, O oh Lord, were the pillar I could lean on You delivered me because you loved me So I'm gonna love you And I'm gonna serve you And I'm gonna sing your praise Every day I live And I'm gonna tell the world That you're the one it needs I'm gonna love I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna give So I'm gonna love you And I'm gonna serve you And I'm gonna sing your praise Every day I live And I'm gonna tell the world That you're the one it needs I'm gonna love, I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna give I'm gonna love Welcome back. I hope you like that song. If you were in any way blessed by the story I told you or by my own story or by the song or all of the above, may I encourage you to share this video with your friends or family or anybody whom you think might benefit from this. If you'd like to be intimate with our future videos that we do, please subscribe to our channel. It's called The Life Transforming Word and hit the bell icon so you don't miss a video. We would love to connect with you. My email is behind me in case you want to write me. It's thelifetransformingword at gmail.com. We also have another way to connect and that is planning to have a Zoom call tomorrow evening, same time, 8 p.m. IST. For anyone who'd like to connect, maybe you have questions based on today's program, maybe you have comments, maybe you just want to share something, we'd love to hear from you. So the link to this call is in the description below. It's just a call for tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Feel free to join. We'd love to be able to see you if you'd like to join us. So before we close, may I just say a prayer? Our Father in heaven, our Lord Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for this time together. Thank you for this story of transformation that we read about. Thank you for the transformation that you have brought about in my life. Thank you for the transformation that many, many people across the globe, across the ages have experienced. And I pray, Lord, for every person who's watching, that you would transform not just their situation that they are in right now, but their lives forever. Thank you, Lord. Bless them, bless their families, guide them, lead them, and reveal yourself to them, Lord, through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May I encourage you to read the Bible if you have a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you can download a Bible. There are lots of Bible apps out there. Feel free to download. I recommend the U version. It's a good version that I use. Feel free to download that. It's available in many languages. And uh, have a great week. Until we meet again next week, God bless you. And have a good day or night. Bye for now.